What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the 414 Deli. It's your boy, Cisco, as always, with your boy, Ryan. Yo, yo. What's going hump on? day. It is hump day. Hump day. I didn't look at my watch this time. I knew it was hump day. <laughs> Coming up in the world, bro. Man, I hope you would uh, pay some kind of attention to the date. Uh, well, when we we had off Monday, so like it feels like Tuesday. So I yeah. wouldn't have been surprised if I said Tuesday. President but President I want to. We didn't talk about this before the pod, and I meant to. So I apologize, not giving you a heads up. But I want to give a quick shout out at the beginning. Happy forty third birthday to Dusty, my brother. It was yesterday. Oh, happy birthday, bro! And a happy fortieth to John Jessen. Remember that cat? Oh wow! It was his birthday on the nineteenth. So. 19th for John and then the 20th for Dustin. Yeah, man. He hit me up the other day. He's doing well. He's a pot. He listens to the pod. So shout out to John. Yeah, that's what's up. Shout out to Dust. Uh, Happy birthday to both of y'all. And with that. Well, I wanted to give a shout out, but not no birthday shout out, no personal thing, because I don't think we talked about it. And I don't know if it happened when we recorded the last pod, but I just want to give give a little shout out to uh caitlin clark for breaking that record the woman we didn't no we we didn't didn't. i don't know if it happened bro when we recorded it oh but yeah um, man shout out she hit it didn't she hit it on like a 40 bro yeah dude she is fucking dude she can shoot lights out bro and and it's so cool to see that because like i was thinking about you know the all-star game with all-star weekend nba all-star weekend was this past weekend and you had uh, Steph, Steph Curry uh, in a three-point shootout contest with uh, Sabrina, Sabrina Ionescu. Is that how you say her name? I don't know how to say her name, but she can hoop. Bro, and and it's so cool to see that, right? Because, like, why is it taking so long? I mean, maybe, you know what I mean, we, don't, we haven't had any, like, pure shooters like that in, in the WNBA, you know? So but, I'd say the competition it- – it's a good question, Cisco. I don't, and I never thought of it, but I think the level of talent in the women's sport in general, like you will even talk soccer, right? Like you could come, you could say some of the best soccer player, female soccer players in the world can now, we can talk about them in the same light as some of the best players in the world in, in men's, right? But yeah, women's, because you're, you're looking at it from a skill perspective. I'm like, talking skill. Like, I'm not saying yeah, Lionel yeah, Messi is. Five, five, no. The WNBA team is going to beat an NBA team, but, you know. No, I mean? like, but, like, wise. from a shooting level, right, like, we can now talk that somebody in the NBA is comparable to someone in the WNBA. And you saw it in the shooting contest, 26 to 29. Like, she Bro, shot. And, shot. And she shot. she shot from the NBA three. She didn't shoot from the WNBA three. I want to throw that out there because she would have her 26 point or her six, uh, 26 points would have tied Dames to win the three point contest. So like, yeah. And, and I think was it Kenny, the jet Smith said something real fucking stupid. Uh, <laughs> like, like she should have, she should have shot from the, from the girls three point and she would have won. And I'm thinking like, bro, shut the fuck up. Like, I see what he's saying. I don't think yeah, it's a great she, comment. She, if she, she shot 50, if, but if, if she, she shot was... 50, here's the thing. Kenny needs to understand, in my opinion, I don't think it's a terrible comment as much as understand the situation. If she shot and made 15 instead of the 26, then you can criticize that she should have shot from the women's, right? But she shot toe-for-toe with the greatest shooter in NBA history and the men's line. Yeah. So That's so at I'm that saying. point like you, you take it but like you you water it down when you say shit like that like You do. The the fact the fact is if she was in the, the actual three point contest she might have beat them motherfuckers, you know what I mean? Like so like I just thought it was stupid. Like it's just not worth saying. If anything you give her the kudos that she deserves for shooting with Steph Curry. I mean you know what I mean? That not too many people can do that. That's that's where he failed, right? Instead of criticizing her loss, he should have praised her for stepping up and yeah, he being just competitive. sounded like an old ass man, like an old ass man stuff. Like you know, it comes I mean? off as misogynistic. Yeah, like bro, just give her the props, man. She did what she did, and that's cool. And hopefully that opens up the door for the future, and maybe they, you know what I mean? Maybe they do something like this. You know, okay, whoever won the, the three point last year goes up against the top three-point shooter in the W. 
it's just cool to see it. It's cool to see people involved. Like it's not a, it's not even like to me. Like yeah, it's man versus woman, but it's not even about that. Like it's just about seeing collaboration and, and it's competitive, man. It's competition. Like yeah, competition she, breeds competition, and when you have it's out. So that's why I want to give that shout out because I, I like it. I like it. We're gonna see Caitlin Clark in that motherfucker next year. I have no bro, doubt she, she's gonna be an all star. Like she's a she stud. True, bro. That the shot that she hit was like a she like stepped into it too. Like it was she just pulled up like and it was. It was like Dame's half quarter. Bro, it was from deep. It was. I got a question. Deep. So she is in line. She she. I think she would have to like end the season on a tear. I don't know statistically because I didn't expect this conversation to come up, so I didn't do any research. But she has a chance to break the all time. D1 scoring for men and women. I think, she, I think she's like 250 points behind somebody. I don't remember who. Oh, man, that's so tough because I don't think there's that many games left. Does that include? Well, I think they ha- it does. It's It oh. doesn't matter. Like, it's all of them. So I think she really would only need about 10 games, right? She averages almost 30. Yeah. I, I just – I'm curious. Like, it'd be pretty cool if a woman, because of – what we just talked about is standing on top the all-time leading score in D1 sports. Like, that would be badass. Yeah, I that, think it would be badass. That's, and it's crazy. It would be crazy. And um, shout out to Kelsey Plum for uh, giving her her flowers and not being salty. Yeah, she's another hooper. But she, she, I watched her interview on Friday or Saturday, and she was super respectful of her. She wasn't salty. She was like, nope, I am so happy that we have another woman coming into the WNBA soon that can, you know what I mean? Like it was super cool in the fact that I think if it was a men's thing, he would, he, whoever it was would have been salty as shit. Oh, hey, uh, Nass. I think it, it, according to this, it shows that she's only 99 points behind. Uh, Who is it? Cause if you say it, feet. yeah, it is. So it's whatever he is. Yeah. He's, so if he's, he's only 99 points, there's a good chance. Yeah, I mean, you just that's a couple games for her if she's averaging close to 30. But uh, I don't want to get too wrapped up into it because the All-Star, All-Star game weekend kind of brings us to what we're talking about today, right? We're, we're talking about the Bucks. Um, obviously, we saw Dame win the three-point. We saw Dame take the final uh, – the All-Star game MVP. Take that for what you want. I mean, the All-Star game to me is kind of a joke. Um, not kind, kind of. Thing. I think it is a joke. But <laughs> it's a massive I, joke, I bro. Like, no, but like, I don't want to say it's not entertaining, though. It's, but it, hey, you can, hey, comedy, com, uh, comedy shows are funny. Them you know bitches, like, uh, comedy it's, shows it's, are entertaining. It's entertaining, comedy sh- but it's comedy not, shows are entertaining, but them bitches is all jokes. Yeah, this is I a joke. Wanna, yeah, but I mean, I, I'm not. It's not that big to me. It's still giving you entertainment. To me, it the is biggest joke is the dunk contest. If we're gonna talk about jokes, like yeah, we're not here to talk about the All Star Weekend. I know but what you're saying. I think but, that the game has now is now on the level of the Pro Bowl. Absolutely. I think so, a, but I do. That's a good perspective. I want to make a comment, and then we'll jump into what you know, kind of we planned on talking. But I just want to say this before we jump in. Dame won the three point contest last year. Didn't win the MVP, but his first game coming out of the three-point contest, he dropped 71. You know, yeah, I, I, I'm i hoping that this is kind of get some kick-started because I know he's been kind of slumpy, you know what I mean? Like, he, he just has He's still been, averaging 25. He just is isn't shooting at a clip that we need him to. He's shooting 34% from three-point line. Yeah, and that's, and he's missing a lot of open ones. That's the problem. Like he's not capitalizing on the opportunities. Yeah, but yeah. like so, like you said, we had a coaching change late in the season, late in the first half. I mean, we had a trade that I think is way more important than I think people are giving. We've had injuries to key guys. That yeah, it's not Dame or Giannis, but Chris going out. As much as I hate Pat Connaughton, it looks like Doc Rivers is going to rely on him so him being out a, a period of time hurts if that's the guy you're gonna go with well and um crowder was out for like crowder 20 games some games uh andre jackson jr missed a few games with, with it and i know he's not playing significant minutes but i mean he's he's giving you significant effort and so, it wounds development yeah and so so and then, but we did want to start with doc yeah because there's a, i mean there's a lot of stuff out here about doc i mean he 
he was the coach of the all-star game. He's, you know, I've seen people giving flack for that, but it's, you know what I mean? It's, there's more to that. It's not that, you know what I mean? He, it's, it's, how does it go? It's the, the best record in the East, but because the Celtics. You can't coach, do it two years in a row. Yeah, the Celtics had it last year, so they couldn't have it this year, even though, uh, oh no, they got the same coach, Missoula. Um, so, you know what I mean? Like it, it was supposed to be Adrian Griffin, right? Let's be honest. But because he got fired, it just defaulted to Doc. So, like, people giving him flack for that. But there's been a lot out here in the media, um, you know, people with hot takes and and things like that about him. And I think that we should talk about that first if we're going to figure out or just because we're going to talk about how we feel the The season is going to end. And so the, the biggest thing that I saw, I mean, obviously, J.J. Reddick came out and had some criticism of Doc. If for anybody listening that didn't see that, uh, basically he said Doc Rivers always has an excuse, never has accountability. Um, then Pat, it's Beverly, never his fault. Yeah, Pat Beverly came out to defend him, said uh, you know that that basically Doc Rivers saved uh, JJ Reddick's career, um, and then you know they had some barbs going back and forth. Austin Rivers, who's Doc Rivers' son. Uh, he weighed in, and I don't know if he necessarily wanted to weigh in. I don't know the context if they just asked him to weigh in um, because he did. I saw some criticism about that, like why, you know, like you shouldn't talk about your dad type of thing, like let that be. But um, I don't know the context of of that question. But what he said was he kind of took both. He was like, you know, I respect Reddick. Um, You know, you, you had the four best years of your career came with the Clippers with Doc Rivers as your coach, um, you know, he did throw some shit at him saying, you know, yeah, you know, you, you know, I don't, it seems personal, you know, you, you know, you had to come out of games because of your defense, you know what I mean? Like, and, and I get it. Cause like it does, it did seem a little personal, right? He, he, JJ Reddick for real, go watch it. If you haven't watched it, like he does get pretty heated about it and it does seem a little personal. Uh, but Austin Rivers said he, he defended him, said, you know, shout out to Pat, but, you know, it didn't save his career. You know, he, he had a great career on his own. But he said the one thing that he said that I kind of respected was if you're saying there's no accountability, but he's the one always getting fired, how is that not accountability? And I yeah. I know it's not quite the same, but it is true. He does get held accountable. At, to He's just maybe it comes off that he doesn't hold himself accountable. But um, Maybe, but I- – I want to just weigh in a little bit. I don't want to spend a lot of time on the J.J. Reddick, Pat Bev, Austin Rivers bullshit, but I'll say this from an Austin Rivers perspective. First off, for the people that are saying, like, don't get involved, blah, 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 man, fuck you. That's his dad. Well, at the end of the day, like. Hold on. I got something for that because I listen. So, okay, I'll put this out there, too. I listened to to Dan Lebitard's show today because they talked about it, and I listened to. Uh, Cameron and Mesa's show uh, It Is What It Is <laughs> today as well because they talked about it or was it yesterday I listened, or was maybe it was yesterday they talked about it but I listened to it today and there was two different perspectives right Cam and Mace basically like you know yeah that's your dad we get it but like you know maybe you should you know kind of keep your mouth closed but Dan Lebitard had actually he had some information that I thought was super important Austin Rivers does not have a good relationship with his dad. No. That is a, 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 I it's guess fact. a known, it's, a known it is fact a, that they do not is. have a good relationship. So it's not like he's, you know what I mean? It's not like he's daddy's boy, like, oh, I'm going to defend my dad. I think no, he but, was just given a, 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 a true a true basketball perspective, right? Like, So I had more to say on that. Not, not that what you're saying is inaccurate, and I, I agree with you. But my point on that is like more of the media saying you shouldn't say anything like you shouldn't comment on people's families. Like, let like let if he wants to comment on his dad, he can comment on his like that's his dad. And if he was a true homer in this and literally said, fuck J.J. Reddick, he ain't shit. Then I would be a little more on the side of media saying like, bro, let them like your dad's a grown man. He can do, you know. Yeah. But he wasn't. I respect Austin Rivers' comments because he talked about how J.J. Reddick was, is still someone he looks up to. And while, hey, I appreciate your comments, I don't think you're 100% accurate. And he used facts, right? 
That's why I appreciated Austin Rivers' comments. More than yeah. I think JJ Reddick and Pat Bev went the emotional route and let like I don't know, Pat Bev don't talk about my coach, Baba. You know, like that type of action was I feel like the only rational person in the three of them was Austin Rivers, and I respect that. Yeah. I mean and and like again, you know, people they're gonna say what they wanna say, you know. It, it was funny because cause Cam was like Bro, your dad traded you. <laughs> he did. <laughs> yeah, he did. Uh, but you know, it's so. I guess like we get to this point, and and even on the Dan Lebertard show, they, you know, they Dan was kind of like, hey, I you know I respect JJ Reddick, and I agree with him. You know, he's got a different perspective, and um, uh, I can't remember his last name, but uh, Amin, he you know was kind of saying that like it's both right, right, like. JJ's not wrong, but you know, at the same time, you know, he's he's not right either. You know, I thought it was unnecessary. I watched yeah. that first take, and I the, thought it seemed personal, right? Like it kinda... seemed emotional. Personal is great. That is a perfect word for it. I'm just trying not to copy you. So I, I feel like it was emotional and it was unnecessary. Like it just came from out of nowhere, if you will. Like. Are the Bucks contenders? Well, Doc Rivers doesn't take accountability. What the fuck are you talking about? Like, that's not even the question. Yeah. Answer the question. Like, you're here to analyze the game of basketball. Stop talking about your personal feelings about a coach. That's why I hate listening to the media 90% of the time because these motherfuckers just get personal and it's about do they like a guy or not or, or this or that. And it's like, I don't give a fuck if you like him. Like, tell me the game of basketball. Yeah. And, well, and it's and, – and like – uh there was some interesting stuff on 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 the it is what it is podcast and or, or show, and they had said some interesting things, and they had Mark Jackson on. So Mark Jackson um, was saying that like you know, Doc Rivers will tell you what you want to hear to try to get the most out of you. So like people either are like uh, they either like him or they don't, and I think um, Dan Levitard said this too, or or Amin did. Like when you talk to people like ex-players, they either really love Doc or they really don't. So, like, it could just be a coaching-style thing, right? Where And it, and that's how it is. Like, you, you fucking have – you've been – I've been at this at my job for almost 10 years. Different people, you know what I mean? Different managers have different managers. Different styles, styles. yeah. You know what I mean? So it's not far-fetched to think that, yeah, just because these dudes are making millions of dollars, you're still going to come across the same the same situations, you know? So, like – they're all human. It, it so you then, still, yeah. There's a human aspect to it, and it sounds to me like Doc is more of a human. He's not the coach. He is like the mentor, the friend. The he's the guy you need him to be when you need him to be it. Yeah, and I'm okay with that. And I, I just want to say this. I know we're not transitioning to it, but there's an article that came out a very, very. Uh, Fuck, I'll even I'll say a very emotional and personal and uh, I don't know raw email from from Giannis, and he says Doc is exactly what we needed, and he never shit on Adrian Griffin, he never shit on Joe Prunny, he never shit on Mike Budenholzer, he he didn't shit on anybody. He just said this team right now didn't realize we needed a guy like Doc until Doc got here. So yeah. for me, that to me knocks everything else out it, none of it matters it makes it irrelevant right? it's all like irrelevant what? i don't give a fuck what jj has to say i don't give a fuck about what his son has to say i don't give a fuck honestly what pat bev has to say even though he's supporting doc all that matters is this team believes doc is the right guy to lead him so who am i as the as a fan to go uh the leader of our team is bullshit and why yeah he's been he's he's been critical before yeah, and I, 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 there were some other things that that were said um, that I think I kind of want to bring up. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know if – and, uh, yeah, I'll just bring it up now. I'll bring it up. So, like, there was a couple things. So there were some quotes from Doc, right? Like, there was the, the quote about him talking about, you know, all the players must be in Cabo or something like that, you know, basically insinuating that they're not playing hard. They're, they're out here, you know, trying to have fun or whatever, goofing around. Um, there's the comments that he made saying that he actually asked to start after the all-star game because it was yep. a tough 
a tough road schedule. Um, what else was he? Because these are all things people are getting on him for. There's something from Giannis where they said, you know, Giannis says he doesn't watch basketball, you know, and, and so like Cam and Mace were really going hard on him for that. And I think that the Mark Jackson had said something and, and, and I feel like that kind of alleviated it a little bit, but cause they were going hard on it. And Mark Jackson said like, well, you know, Cam asked him like, do you watch film, you know, in, in practice or whatever? And Mark Jackson said, well, depending on the coach, some coaches focus on it, on it more than others. You know, they, they were getting on Giannis's comments about, you know, um, you know, his comments about LeBron being the best player and then him changing it, saying, you know, KD is the best player and, you know, all this shit. And I'm thinking, like, bro, to me, it's irrelevant. Like, you're going to watch film and practice. That's I, I know in football that's more of a thing probably than it is in basketball, but you're watching film. You actually play against these guys. You know what I mean? Like, you, you when you're if you're a rookie you're your second year third year yeah but when you've been in the league for long enough where you've played against a lot of these guys multiple times i don't think you need to be at home watching basketball on your day off i i want to say i want to comment on this because i think it's important to understand this is just my perspective one but i don't i don't think it's important to understand my perspective i i, I got i lost my train of thought there i think it's important to understand that um, these comments, I truly believe, have been taken completely out of context. When the way I take them is when Giannis says, I don't watch basketball, he's saying on Sunday afternoon when we're not playing, I don't have NBA TV on or NBA league pass. I'm hanging out with my family, et cetera. I don't care what he's doing. He's just not sitting there watching the, the like television broadcast of a game, right? I mean, but he goes, go but he goes into, we talked about it on the pod. Doc's already been in his ass on a, at film, right? Saying yeah. you're not, you're not like taking, he, didn't, he never said he wasn't taking it serious. He said something more to the extent of like, we're going to dissect it other than, it, it was more like, we're going to analyze it other than just watch it. And then in that article, which unfortunately is on The Athletic, and if you don't have a subscription, you can't read it, he talks about how his leadership style has changed this year compared to years in the past. And he has a quote in there that literally says, I, I speak up more during film study because it's now my role. So I just think the comments were taken completely out of context. When he says, I don't watch the NBA, he wasn't saying I don't study my opponents when I need to. If we have a game coming up against the Los Angeles Clippers, I study them. I don't sit down and watch the TV broadcast of them. Does yeah, that make sense? No, for, like, it does. That's I how I – They said that he he made a comment about saying that he enjoys he enjoys getting in the game and figuring people out during the game. And they but were that's getting still, on you him can't, for that. They were, yeah, they were getting yeah. on him for that. And I think, that, again – I don't know for sure. I'm not on the team. I don't play. I'm not at practice. But you could watch film on a guy, and it doesn't. And it, if he's LeBron James, Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, you know, uh, Embiid, whoever, these guys, yeah, they might have tendencies, but they're also some of the greatest players in the league. And they I was just going to gonna say, you don't get the ins and outs. Shit, it's not like you're. It's not like you're going against fucking Dan Gadzarich where you're like, oh, that guy can't go left. You know what I mean? Like, he's, he's yeah, he's not going to adjust. He doesn't have the ability. He doesn't have the I know exactly ability. where you're going with this, and I 100% agree with you. Their comment about his comment saying, I like to get in the game and really learn my opponents. You're saying you can't really learn an opponent from film. And I agree with you 100%. Like, you can learn – maybe some minimal tendencies, maybe some tendencies from the team, but you're not really learning an individual player from film. No, you got to play against them. You got to play against speed. Doesn't translate to film um, twitchiness or, you know, things like the little things, those don't translate to film. You have to get out there and be like, Holy shit, he's quicker than it looks, you know, or man, his crossovers twitchier than I, you know what I mean? 
Like yeah. you gotta feel it. You gotta. So I don't even disagree with that statement. I just think that Cam and Mace. I like their podcast. I like their um, commentary. I like most they're of what a, they I mean, they're do. Hilarious. They, they're hilarious. They're fun. Yeah. But I still think it's one of those things that you have dudes that never played talking about dudes that played. Yeah, and I think and it, too when when you're talking about basketball, it's a little bit different because I give an example for football, right? When you hear things about a quarterback, it's okay. He's not good against pressure. It's not that, oh, you know, when they play Aaron Donald, as opposed to this, it's just pressure in general, right? Yep. So when you talk yeah. about basketball, I could watch, I could watch film on a guy. If I'm Giannis, right? I could watch film on a guy, and think, well, I'm not that guy. I'm not the guy he's up against. We're not the whole. Our five is not the same five that he's going against. Maybe. We don't have a guy that's a strong defender on this side that can force him to do this. You know what I mean? So then it becomes irrelevant. Like, well, we don't have that, you know, or, okay. Yeah. We watched this film against the Timberwolves and with Gobert and, you know, Carl Anthony Towns out there, the, this guy did this, but we don't have the, that's not our roster. We I personally believe film analytics and football is easier to break down than it is basketball. Cause you, like basketball, like you just said, a quarterback under pressure struggles under pressure, struggles under pressure. The analytics say the, it. It doesn't matter who the defender is. But if Dame Lillard shoots 70% from the left side of the court, then 35% from the right side of the court, yeah, you're going to push him right. But that's where it stops. But he could go 10 of 10 from the right side of the court that day. Yeah. Just like a quarterback can go 10 of 10 under pressure on, a, on any given day. So, again, it goes back to that analytics discussion we've had multiple times on the podcast. Like, all it is is a hope. It's a gamble. Yeah. I just think, I think, and, like, people just reading, I think they read into a lot of stuff, and I feel like our team's at a point where they're very susceptible to criticism because of the fact that we've underperformed the expectations, right? Like, But they were – Getting swept. Yeah, I want to say I, I, I want to say one thing about that, and I want you to correct me if you think I'm off. This team never put expecta- those expectations on themselves. The media put those expectations on the team. When I, mean, I think the expectations of the team have been the same, they want to in every team, right? You well, I think it should be, good. but they never came out. They didn't do a one, a two, a three, a four, a five. <laughs> you know, yeah, they didn't yeah, come yeah. out and say, "Hey, we're going to go win an NBA championship." They probably said something to the extent that we have an NBA challenge championship roster. And I agree with that. I a hundred percent do, but the expectations of you underperforming have been 100% in my opinion from the media by the media. Yeah. So like all these false expectations that have been set have been done by the people that are criticizing them. Like you're criticizing where they're at, but you set the, the bar. Like you, I don't remember the 2012 heat as like that great, the season itself, but I don't remember the criticism being like it is against the Bucks today. No, I think, I mean, again, I, I think that people love to hate on us. Um, you know, it's, it's easy. It's easy to do it. Um, we're not, we're not really the favorites, right? You know, people like LeBron, they like the Suns, they like, uh, Boston, and I don't know what it is um, about it, but you know, again, it's not the Bucks. That's just, what it is. It's just like I get it. I get. There's a lot of criticism on Doc. I understand. He has, you know, according and, and this is not just media, but this is fans. Which I guess, who the fuck are we? We really don't. You know what I mean? But like, oh, you know, the expectations. He's underperformed. We're underperforming now. We're three and seven since he got here. But like, I think a lot of this to me goes back to what you have been saying all year. And that's that you really honestly feel that this is not that getting Dame was not a. It wasn't a one and done thing plan. It was, Hey, it's going to take some, some time to adjust again. We don't have the same roster. Yeah. We lost holiday, but. I don't know. Do, do you feel like Boston's not any different than they were last year? Well, I mean, they got Porzingis. 
I do think that they lost some defensive efficiency, but they gained a lot of offensive efficiency. But Boston doesn't scare me. The Nug- no team – I'm going to say this, and I mean it. No team scares me in the NBA. Like, to, to com- can we compete with any team in the NBA in a seven-game series? I truly believe we can. But there are things that we need to clean up and figure out. And a lot of them yeah. – but things that Giannis talked about on the pod, on on his in this interview, not the podcast, in the, in the interview, it's that like wild, bro. my thing. Like I want to talk about real quick. He makes a statement in this interview that I think is widely overlooked and unbelievably overhyped by us as well. And this made me realize that as a fan of the game. And someone that has watched and played basketball most of my life, obviously not at that level. Otherwise, I wouldn't be talking to you, you bum. But he I'm might just easily retire by now with those uh, or whatever. Yeah, I, de- I deserve that. Um, but but the <laughs> but but the, but what I was trying to bring up before I was so rudely <laughs> called a bum is. Um, like he says, everybody wants Damon and I to just run a pick and roll, run a pick and roll, run a pick and roll. That's not how basketball works. Like just because you brought a player in that handles the ball really well and I'm a big body doesn't mean that that's how Dame operates. That's how I operate. That's how does it work when we do it? Sometimes does it work when we don't sometimes like but us just running a pick and roll every single play isn't the way either of us have ever played our careers. Yeah. So like while they while yes it's efficient at times, there's times where Dame just needs to operate in space and I need to give him that opportunity and there's times where I just need to operate and he you know what I mean? So that like opened my eyes to the fact that they're still figuring it out. And that's okay. Like for me as a fan of the Milwaukee Bucks, I truly believe that's okay. Yeah. Like yeah, I mean it Again, in any sport, we have this conversation all the time. Only one person, only one, there's only one winner. At the end of the day, you got a bunch of losers in, in, in that respect, right? Shit is not easy. There's a reason why people's, you got people like Charles Barkley, right? Great player, never won a championship. Yeah. There's a reason why. There's a reason why you have Dan Marino. One of the best quarterbacks to ever play. No ring. The ring, you know what I mean? It's so hard to get to that to that place. And you're having to compete with teams finding the ways to make, to take advantage, right? Like Celtics made moves. So you have to, like, you're almost forced to like, well, shit, we got to make a move, right? Like, yeah. Um, you you, know you mind I mean? if I read the comment just no, ahead, verbatim so that, because I, I I paraphrase it, but it wasn't that great. I think his actual words explain it much better. And essentially, so here's how it starts. It's like, and while the Bucks have found success in running pick and rolls, they've been peppered with questions about their pick and roll partnership all year. And here's where he starts. It has to be organic, Giannis says. It cannot just be give the ball to Dame, Giannis sets the screen, and it's going to work. That's not how it works. It doesn't work like that. While we're operating, guys have to be moving, keeping guys occupied. While the pick and roll is happening, guys have to move spots so the load men are occupied. While this is going on, Brooks got to die. While that's going on, someone has to go for an offensive rebound. Like, that's how it works. It's not as simple as you go set a screen. I come set one. He hits me. I come back. I hit him. That's when we start to find success. Do that rhythm, and it needs to happen organically. So, like – I think that explains it better than I did, a lot better. Obviously, it's coming from an NBA player who understands the game much better than I do. But like that, it. I think his point of like it has to be organic, they're just not there yet, you know? Like it takes time to bring in a superstar of Dame's caliber to play with the superstar of Giannis's caliber and just say, figure it out. Yeah, it's not. Well, yeah, you're right. It's not that easy. It's not as simple as, again, it, it, like I feel like we say this when we talk about uh, football stuff, but it's not. It's not. It's not 2K. It's not NBA 2K. You know what I mean? You you don't just put guys together on a team and then you press buttons and every everything's all good. Then I like this one. <clears throat> the other thing is you got to give him space. He's not Chris. 
you don't need to set screen for him. You don't always need to set screens for him in order for him to get a little space to operate. Chris is different. Sometimes you set screens for Dame. Sometimes you give him space. Like, I love how Giannis explains it in such layman's terms that it's like, hey, man, you want me to play with Dame the same way I played with Chris, but they're not the same guys. Yeah. Like, so stop comparing the two and saying, like, oh, well, pick and rolls with Chris worked and you guys went and won a championship. Okay, but they're not the same guy. Chris can't make somebody – like, Chris isn't the type of guy who gets off the dribble and is open. Dame is. Yeah. You know? So, they're also I don't different. know. Phys- like, physically. Dame's 6'4". Giannis, or Chris is 5'6", 6'7". Six, 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 yeah. Just, it's, but, it's a lot. It's a, that plays into it. Like, Chris can. It does. Chris can hit a shot in somebody's face. Maybe Dame can't. You know what I mean? Like, you need. I don't know. I just, I think that it's easy. It's easy to sit here and be disappointed. But then you're forgetting. We got what the second best record in the East or third now, maybe. Well, I think we're third now, but I I, I do agree which, with your comment. It's easy which to doesn't sit matter here. because the Heat were with the seventh seed and right or the eighth seed. What were they? Yeah, they were the eighth seed, right? And they beat us. Yeah, they barely snuck into the playoffs. But I like the comment you made about like you just said it. Like it's oh easy. the expectation oh, thing. Like it's yeah. easy for us to sit here and go, this team's not performing. But at the end of the day, like we don't know the ins and outs. Like we can sit here and, and knock the front office for not trading for someone else, or only bringing in Pat Bev, or firing Agent Griffin when they're thirty-one and thirteen, or bringing in a Doc Rivers who has had minimal playoff success since two thousand six or whatever it was since Boston won the championship. But at the end of the day. All we can take is what this, the players on the team are saying. Pat Bev defending him, Giannis defending him, Dame defending him. Like this, them saying this is the guy we needed to bring in to bring some peace into the locker room in a year of turmoil. You got to take him for what it's worth. Like, give the guy a chance. He's coached ten games, and it was the the hardest road stretch in the entire year. Yeah, and, like, and we've shown flat. And let's be honest, bro. Like again. And I, I see people posting all over social media, you know what I mean? And, like, again, I get it. It's easy to get frustrated. But, like, how many how many teams go through slumps? How many teams go three for seven in the year? I bet almost every single one, you know what I mean, or, or something close to it. I mean, again, just not to fucking keep bringing it up, but you, you said it. Miami Heat barely snuck into the playoffs. They almost were not in the playoffs and they end up going to the finals. Like, you know what I mean? It's about all I, right now, all I worry about is getting there. Yeah. Get there. It's a totally different game. You got seven, seven games against, you know, up to seven games against the same team. You're battling out. That's when, that's when you see the coaching. So clearly last year, you know, we, and I, and I know like Giannis got hurt, you know, shit like that. So like, that's a big deal. Um, But, if we're in that situation, right? Say Giannis does miss a game in the playoffs, right? He gets hurt. Are you confident in the team from last year? Or are you more confident in the team this year that we can keep up on offense? Because Holiday showed he was getting cooked. It, it didn't matter that he was a great defender, and he couldn't he couldn't keep up on the offensive side either. Like we didn't have anybody to carry the team. So I think that's a great to- segue to my next point, Cisco. Wow, like know. you didn't, you didn't even Not know. At all. But here's the thing: what was the biggest knock on the Bucks the first 45 games of the season? The defense. The defense. I know it's only been 10 games since Doc Rivers has taken over. They went from the 21st defense in the league to the 10th. Yeah, we're three and seven, but that's because we went from the the second offensive ranked team to the 24th under doc. So what that tells me is we have the ability to play well on both sides of the ball. If we, you know what I mean? We have the ability to be a top 10 defense. We have ability to be a top five offense. We now need to figure it out and put it together. And Giannis makes a comment in this interview that says when doc got here, the focus since day one has been defense. We suck on defense. How do we get better? 
It never has been offense because he understands that until he fixed that defense, he can't even fo- he can't even talk about the offense because the defense was so bad it was going to cost us a playoff series. You know what I mean? Yeah. And now that I think post All Star game, if All Star weekend that the defense has shown that it can perform, we're going to start seeing that normal that that second ranked offense kind of start to come back. I, that's how I truly think. Um, because it's almost like a confidence thing, right? Like, hey, you can do it. Yeah, I mean, it's – I think, again, you you strip away the record, right? And we're talking about 10 games, right? We're not talking about – I feel like, yeah, that, that's that's not – that's a small sample size in my opinion. But you strip away that three and seven, and if you give the statistics, right, the, the defensive – the defensive um, upgrade, right, or the, the you know they're playing better defensively. People are going to think that we probably went seven and three. Yeah, and it's all because yeah. we went into like a slump. Like offensively, we just yeah. stopped doing what we were doing, and and that needs all that needs to do is get just turned back on. And like I truly believe offense comes. Defense is a yeah. is effort, right? Like anybody can fucking score in the NBA. That's why they're there. Yeah. It's weird that you have a guy – I'll finish this and then I'll let you go. But it's weird that you have a guy that's, like, there to play defense, right? Hey, don't fucking shoot the ball. Yeah, (laughs) you're just out there playing deep. It's weird because that's not not how the NBA works anymore. You used to see that – Ben Wallace. You saw that shit in the 90s and the 2000s all the time. You'd have a guy on your team that couldn't score more than eight points. But you best believe he's grabbing 15 rebounds and he's a menace on defense. Metal world peace. You don't see that anymore because it's not the game. It's not the game anymore. It's effort. Motherfuckers want to give minimal effort. Yeah, I, I think I'm trying to think. I mean, you got I mean you you starting you got some, but I think you're starting to see and Mark Jackson said this on on uh on it, it is what it is today when I listened today, and this made me think which is so funny because you see a lot of people out there talking about, oh, man, I wanted Mark Jackson as our coach. He said he would take great offense over great defense any day. And what does that tell you? That tells you that what we did, what the Bucks tried or are, are doing, right, we're still in the process. It's, it, you know, I get it. You think that they'd be gelled by now, but we had changes. Um they're trying to get that. They're trying to have great offense where you just can't keep up. So where the defense just doesn't matter because you can't keep up with what you got to score. Yeah. You got to put up 125 and your team offensively is incapable of doing that. You know, it's just, but, it, and I get it. It's taking time. And again, I understand it's easy to be frustrated. It's easy to sit here and say, Oh, we lost to the Memphis Grizzlies when, their starting five was out. I get it, but that's one game. It's frustrating, but like... The Pistons have a couple wins this year, (laughs) right? Their team is fucking playing shitty, you know? But guess what? They have a few wins, so are you... You know what I mean? You're going to lose to a team. It's going to happen. I mean, even even what what was it? The... uh, when, When the Golden State would they lose 10 games or something or what was the did they beat the record right the bulls record where they only had 10 losses or whatever uh i don't know didn't they get didn't they get close either way there were still 10 losses you lost to 10 teams yeah you know oh when they went yes 70 i thought they went 73 but either way you're right but the Bulls, you have right? to they lose. Won, they won seventy-two and ten. Seventy-two and ten. The Bulls did. Yep. So they lost the ten. They lost the ten teams. I guarantee that all those ten teams were top top ten teams. No, of course not. You, know you what can't mean? play. I get it. I get, I, I get it. You, it's easy to get frustrated, right? But at the same time, there's variables that go into it. And I think. I want to say this and tell me. I, I it just popped in my head. I think as Wisconsin fans were so ingratiated with the NFL and with the Packers and like, it is truly like Wisconsin is the Packers state, right? Like, yeah, I think there's a ton of Bucks fans and, 
and people love the Bucks, but when it comes down to it, it's it's all about the NFL and the Green Bay Packers, right? So when you have a three and seven, ten game stretch, people chicken little the shit out of it. But at the end of the day, that's like losing one game in the NFL. Yeah. Not e- it's probably less. Like there's eighty two fucking games. You can lose seven out of ten. Now you can't lose seven out of every ten, but you can go into a slump. But you go into a slump in football, that's four or five straight losses. And you're probably looking outside. You're on the outside looking in because you can't have those slumps in the NFL. So we have this whole mental mentality that like you're not allowed to have a bad stretch of games. And that's just completely false, in my opinion, in the NBA. Yeah. You can sneak in with an under 500 record and, and, and wreak havoc on the league like the Heat did last year. Yeah, again, we we're gonna we just gotta get there. You know what I mean? And and I don't know, man. Like I, I get it. There's so much to be, you know, nervous about, anxious about, uh negative about. So I wanna make a com I wanna read the final comment of this interview from Giannis on Dame and on the <clears throat> relationship. And then I kinda wanna jump into how we think the rest of the season is going to go. So for this to work, Antetokounmpo explained, Lillard needs to know that the best player in the Bucks franchise is ready to hand him the keys in the moments that matter the most. And if the Bucks are going to compete for a championship this season, Lillard would need to take over just like he did in all those Dame time years in Portland. Here's where the um, – Quote starts, I'm his biggest fan, Giannis says. Good or bad, I ride with Dame until the fucking end. I ride with Dame, like I've been saying over and over again. This is his team. Down the stretch, he's got to get the ball. There's nothing else that we will do. I don't know how else to put it. I don't know what else to say. But at the end of the day, he has to believe it as well. And when you're fucking franchise, like at the end of the day, when he calls it quits, he's going to be the best player in walking bucks history. I truly believe that. To, oh, to sure. the day when he decides to hang it up, whether he stays in Milwaukee his whole career or he leaves in three years when his contract's up because he wants to go somewhere else, he's going to be the best player in Bucks history. When that guy is sitting in a, in a room with someone that has a pen or a computer and says another, another player on this team is the key to winning a championship, but he has to believe it, that shit is – that is a direct line to Dame Lillard, right? He's saying that for one person and one person only, and it's Dame. You know what I mean? Like yeah. He's speaking to him through this interview saying, hey, I've told you this before, but now I'm telling the world again that I need you to be the Batman to my Robin, if you will, right? Yeah. And I think that goes really far for a superstar to hear from someone else that like he's needed. It's not, Hey, like we want you here. Or it's like, Hey, no man, we need you here. We need the Dame that was in Portland for 10 years, dropping 35. Like we need you to take over. And we're going to see if Dame answers the call. Cause at the end of the day, I think this team truly does go as far as Dame takes them. Now we could theoretically win a championship and Giannis could be named MVP and everyone will look, could look back on it and say the best player on the team was Giannis. But if Dame doesn't play all-star caliber Dame, we don't get there. Giannis can play his fucking heart out. He has this year. He has the, the best He has the best stats he's had in his career. He's averaging 30. He's got 11.2 rebounds and 6.7 assists. He would be the second player in NBA history with 30, 11, and, and 6. The second is uh, – the first is Oscar Robertson. Yeah. So all that is to say, if they figure this out in the next 25 games going into the playoffs, I don't give a fuck what seed we are. We could lose 13 of the next 25. I don't care. If they figure it out, they're going to be dangerous. Yeah, I think I think you have to – there's – again, you, you got a new coach. He's only been here 10 games. Uh, came in the middle of the season, you know, towards the end of the first half of the season. You brought in a superstar 
who's used to being the only guy on his team, you brought him kind of late in the off season, right? It wasn't a whole lot of time. Um, you had the team that obviously was, was frustrated um, and, and, you know, some turmoil going on inside the locker room when Adrian Griffin was the, the coach. Um, there's a lot of things you're working out. You know what I mean? Middleton's been hurt. Giannis, did, has Giannis, Giannis missed a game? I think he didn't play a game or two. He's missed two games this year. He's set to play 79. What has, and then we were out, we, we missed Dame for a couple. We missed games. Dame for a few with the calf. We missed Bobby P, I believe. We missed Connaughton. We, we went through some of it earlier in the pod, but like, <clears throat> we haven't been the healthiest Brooke, team. Brooke, there's a couple games Brooke hasn't played. Um, so know, what are you thinking, bro? What do you, what is your, like, what is your true expectations? Like what, I mean, we did this last year and we, we ate crow a little bit, but we, we owned it. We said we didn't live up to expectations and we failed as a team, right? When we talked about our post all-star break, what do we expect going into the playoffs? What do you yeah. expect for the rest of this year? And then what do you expect for the playoffs? Like, I expect do we see, figure it out? I expect to see, I, I expect to see us be better um, in terms of consistency. Um, I expect us to kind of shut a few of the doubters up. Um, but at the end of the day, the regular season doesn't matter. You know what I mean? You just got to get to the playoffs and that's a whole different ball game, you know? And, I don't want to. I feel like this year, I don't have the same expectations that I did last year. Like I don't even know. I don't expect us to to win the championship. To be honest with you, I don't even know if we'll make it to the finals. But I expect us to play better and make the playoffs and not not lose in the first round. But outside of that. That's probably as far as my expectations goes because there are I, I can't I can't act I can't sit here and say and act like I haven't seen in the limited amount of games that I get to watch because I don't have Valley Sports, um, so I do I I, I got to disclose that a lot of my experience or my knowledge is coming from stat sheets um, and you know watching game casts and so I'm not really seeing the plays. Uh, and listening to other media talk about the team. So, um, you know, my sample size of what I've actually seen on the court uh, is small. But um, I just think that there are some issues um, and, and lack of consistency that I don't know if we'll be able to to change that in order to get to the championship. You said teams don't scare you. Um, to me, the, the – this the Pacers scare me, uh, only because they've they've played they've beat us every game this year, except one. Except one, they've played us really tough. They have a, they they do. Have a good team. Um, you know the Knicks got better with their trade. Uh, Boston is obviously a, a really 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 good team. Cleveland um, plays as well. Yeah, and so you know I I think that there's a lot of competition out there, and that's the thing too. You know the 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 competition always gets better around you when you're good. When you're a great team, other teams always want to have their best game against you. You know what I mean? So like, 20, 26 games left, Cisco, <clears throat> 26 games left. What do you, how do you see, just give me, throw out a, a win. How many wins do you think we have? And then where do you think we get out in the playoffs? Man, I would say out of the 26, I would say we probably win between 15 and 18 of those. Okay. I was going to go 16 and 10. Um, I'm, yeah. I'm, and I think we're going to have five of those losses in the first eight to 10. Like we're going to come out. I think we're going to come out hot and then it's going to sizzle uh, like real quick. And we're going to just fizzle. Go or fizzle? fizzle. Sorry. Like we're going to just fizzle out. I think Dame's going to come off of this all-star break and be better. And then it's going to have another, like, just rough patch. And then I think we're going to turn it on and going into the playoffs. See, so I, where do we, if, if, if we, if that's how it goes and we turned it, and we turned it on at the end, I would feel, I would feel like my expectations would change 
Um, just because of what we've seen historically in all of sports, hot teams make it makes a difference. Going I mean, in the hot. Chiefs. The Chiefs. Although the Chiefs didn't go in hot, they went in well, the two and three December. But yeah, the Packers when they won the Super Bowl and didn't. You're not wrong. I'm just saying the Chiefs. From that my, plays the I said the Chiefs, but it was <laughs> I said the Chiefs, but it was probably a bad example. But they got hot in the playoffs, and that's what mattered. They just yeah. went hot going into the playoffs. So I think you're not off, and I like the fact that you're staying true to like. If that happens, your expectations change because the way the team's playing has changed. I think if that does happen, I still don't think we win a championship this year. But I always said it was a two-year thing. But we need that to build going into next year. Do I think we could win a championship this year? I do. Do I think we – do I expect us to? No. Because we're just not the team today on February 21st. And I know there's 26 games left. But this team doesn't instill confidence in me that they can put it together. Yeah. Yeah. I And, and... – and that's, I think it's realistic. You know what I mean? And like, I also think it's okay. Again, you can't, you can't win every year. And people could say, oh, doc this. And, but at the end of the day, the players go out there and play. When we won the championship, everything aligned. Middleton was stepping up. Giannis was going nuts. Holiday was doing his thing. You know what I mean? Like, Bobby. You have everybody, it all lined up. And that's what yeah. you have to do to win the championship. Nobody wins a championship when things aren't lined up. Unless Nobody just wins a championship in any... And the Stern Spiracy is in full effect, and they just <laughs> want you to win, and that the referees are on some bullshit. That is the only time that things... But then that's lined up for them. But I'll, I digress. But you know what I mean? Like, everything's got to line up, man. You can't – you know, Giannis got hurt last year. There's no way we're going to the championship with Giannis hurt. Like, it's just not no. going to happen. He's our best player at, at that point last year, right? We don't have Dame. We have – you know, Middleton is – Was a shell of himself. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? We we didn't have anybody. And even this year, look at this year. You, people want to talk about Doc. They want to talk about Dame. But – the things that we thought would happen just aren't haven't been happening. Marjan hasn't taken that leap. Yep. Right? Everybody after summer league and here, you know, seeing him at that pro am dropping eighty points, everybody thought for sure, here comes Marjan. He'll be able to step up and get an increased role and increased minutes and play more significant time and, and but it just hasn't been there, right? Um you you can you know Crowder's been hurt or whatever they you know he doesn't look as good as he looked when he played against us in the finals right like we all thought we were getting that that Crowder that Jay Crowder but he kinda, but that's the thing <clears throat> let me yeah and 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 so you you know what I mean all these things and then also I saw things Milwaukee didn't do enough in the in the uh, trade deadline Milwaukee didn't do enough we've been trying since. We since when? Since we went and lost to the Raptors in the Eastern Conference Finals, right? Was that 2019? Yeah. <clears throat> We've been trying, and that's why you can't you can't always do right. We got we, we, we don't have much many picks. You know, you can't get rid of all your picks because eventually you need guys on the roster. Uh you your salary, you know what I mean, because of you're trying and you're signing guys and you're trying to stay competitive. You don't have a lot of money to go into the buyout. We can't, you know, oh, we should have got Dinwiddie. Well, we couldn't get him because of the fact that we couldn't afford it. But we got Gallinari. Yeah, a veteran presence. You know, and and, and I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to look at it and say, sometimes you just can't do, you can't do much. You just got to hope that things work out, things line up, people get healthy. Maybe Marjan steps up in the second half of the season, or, or Andre Jackson, or you know maybe Pat gets more consistent. I I definitely doubt that, but um, that's all you can do. You know what I mean? Like you, you could talk about the coaching. You can who 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 else were we gonna get? 
Mark Jackson I, hasn't been a fucking coach for years. There's a reason why he's not a coach. Who else did people want? I should have got. That's the thing. Him? I like the coach. I love the coaching hire. Like, people need something to bitch about, and it's well, he's three and t- three and seven. Well, fuck off. Like, he was handed a shit deal. Yeah. You know, I in my opinion, he was handed a pile of shit and said, "Go make this work." Here's the twenty fourth ranked offense or defense. Make it work. Uh, okay, well, I need to fix that. And and if he can fix that, the offense will come, you know? It, it, I'm not worried about this offense. I'm not. Like, I'm, I'm really not. No, I think it'll get there. I think I think things will get – it's just consistency. <clears throat> you got to stay healthy, right? You, anything can happen these next couple months. Got to stay healthy. Things got to line up. Got to get. And that's the thing. We're not as deep as we once were. So health is so big to this team. Yeah. Like. Yeah, you know. Again, again, we're gonna see. I Gallinari's probably gonna play significant time in terms of a role player. Um, he's a guy that can stretch the floor. He can hit a open three. You know what I mean? That I mean, at least he's always he always does against the Bucks. Yeah. Um, that, don't you love that? We get these guys that cook us, and then they stink. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's a whole. There's a whole. We if if right now we we could we could put it we we could put together a whole franchise of butt killers, um, and then they would come here and not be buck and be just fucking buck benchers. But hopefully that you know hopefully that does something. Pat Beverly, he's only been here a little bit. You know what I mean? And just got to get acclimated and. Not let all this media get into your head. Don't let the shit bother you, and just try to figure it out. Try to make it work. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. But the one thing I have to say, when people are shitting on the organization, this organization is definitely trying, right? Horst is trying. He he's done everything that he could do. He's making moves to make and, moves. And and when he makes moves, he's get he gets shit on constantly. But yet. It, it, it just goes back to that immediate satisfaction thing. Like you trade for Dame Lillard and you go 35 and 21 and motherfuckers are chicken little and all around the city because we're not, you know, 55 and one. And it's like, dude, that's not how sports work. Yeah. Like you don't just bring in a guy and you magically fix all of the issues that existed prior to him getting there. Like, yeah, it didn't, we were banging our head against the wall for the last, since we won the championship and how to get back to the championship and what we were doing wasn't working. So he shot, I mean, he tried to hit a home run and we haven't let it dev out enough to figure out whether or not this is something that can work. Yeah. It takes time, man. It's not, you can't have, when you're talking about changing the dynamic of a team, sometimes Sometimes, you know, you, you got to wait two, three years. Or you do. It doesn't work out. I mean, how many teams have James Harden went to and then he's off in two or three years and they never win anything? Every team. <laughs> so, yeah, and I, I want to finish. I'm going to wrap my part up with this saying, I feel confident that this team has what it needs to win soon. I'm not going to put a timetable on it. But what I will say is – I love – I mean, that interview just made me love Giannis even more. Like, he's he doesn't give a shit about his stats. No. He doesn't give a shit about how he looks. He doesn't care what the media thinks about him. He doesn't care if the media bashes him because he doesn't watch sport, uh, the, the league. All he cares about is winning, and he knows he can't do it on his own. So he is utilizing the platform he has to talk to his teammates at the national level as opposed to in a locker room. And he, you know, he's having those conversations one on one. But now he's like, it's like when you announce you're in a relationship to the world on Facebook, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, now it's real. You can tell Dave a million times to his face behind closed doors that this is your team and we're going to go as far as you take us. But once you put that out into the ether of, of public, it becomes real. You know? Yeah. I tell and you what. The, I love it. The league, the league should be worried if if they come out from the all-star break hot, because I think if they come out hot, that's how it's going to be for the rest of the, the rest of the season. I would, I, I feel like they're going to come out still slow and then, and then get hot. That's my hope. 
but they might just come out they might come out hot you know but we'll see man i mean that's you know what i mean there's nothing else you could do we 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 just got to take take a step back let things ride see how things go and i don't know you know what i mean like just you can't sit here and focus like oh doc has never won bro there's there's how many coaches out there probably never won a championship yeah, and I mean the dude has eleven. And, he has, and we're not as and not even close to being as successful as Doc has been. He has eleven hundred a championship. Give this fucking guy some time to get acclimated to a new organization. Yeah. At the end of the day, I'm happy with respect. You know? I'm happy with the fucking move. I think it's gonna work out, and I feel confident this this team will put it together. Yeah, hopefully, man. I mean, at the first the first game after All Star break is uh, not tomorrow, Friday, right? Friday, yeah. Friday night against the Timberwolves, so that'd be a good that'd be a good test. See where we're. That is a test because that team's good. Yeah, they're a good team. I like uh I like Anthony Edwards, man. Good player, but uh, as always, man, great talking with you. For sure, brother. And I'll holla at you, bro. Holla. Peace. Peace.